Welcome, or welcome back, to a walk on the wise side. This is the second of a series of five mindfulness-improving podcasts. My name is Dr. Stephen McKenzie, and I'm a senior lecturer at the University of Melbourne's School of Psychological Sciences. In this podcast, we will take a deeper dive into mindfulness and its benefits, and we will look more deeply at what it isn't and what it is, and how it can help us know who we really are, and how it can help us be really well, even when things aren't going well, or don't seem to be. You will also be introduced to another ongoing mindfulness practice, the body scan. We will continue to explore mindfulness not just as an idea or a fashionable self-help technique, but as a way to live, wisely and well, no matter what's going on outside of us. Becoming more mindful is like coming home to who we really are. Travelling with us again on our walk on the wise side is Lucy, a student at the University of Melbourne. Welcome back, Lucy, and everyone to a walk on the wise side. So, Lucy, how did you go with your mindfulness practice? Letting go of expectations or judgments feels really difficult, particularly when that's the world I occupy as a student. And I imagine if you're listening to this, you'll relate to that. We're constantly weighing things up and analysing different things, whether that's the media to which you're exposed or the readings you're doing in your course. And of course, you're also judging yourself as an individual, how you're acting in any given scenario, how your thoughts react to what you're doing. I think also at this time, that is during the pandemic, many of us are not really surrounded by a heap of other people who we would otherwise be engaging with. So we're kind of just engaging with what's going on in our own brains, you know, our thoughts whizzing around and imagining a hundred different scenarios. Whereas what we're typically engaging with used to be outside of ourselves. Now it's sort of created by us in a way. If any thoughts come into your mind, let them come and then let them go and return to your awareness, to your mindful focus. As someone with OCD, this instruction was so tough, especially to not have a judgmental reaction to like an intrusive thought or feel you have to challenge it or carry out some compulsive action to stop it. But in fairness, I think for everyone, regardless of their mental health, this is a really difficult task. Be really aware of your breath. Be aware only of your breath. I really liked the steps to this mindfulness practice. Um, going through the breath, to the senses of smell and taste, to the detection of light. It feels slightly more controlled than other mindfulness experiences I've had. Sorry to make everything about Harry Potter, but I always thought of mindfulness like when Professor Snape was trying to read Harry's mind. And I, I just had no idea how it would be possible to block out those thoughts. But I suppose there's no creepy potions professor trying to read your mind. And you don't have to think of nothing. You just have to witness the thoughts that are taking place, acknowledge them, and then regain that attention that you're paying to your key functions, like your breathing, what you're smelling, what you're tasting. This kind of practice reminds me of how frequently I exist in my head, how my day is more a series of thoughts than an actual awareness of my physical presence. 
mindfulness or attempts at mindfulness often make me feel rather frustrated because I feel like I'm not doing it correctly and I also go in with these expectations that I'll feel a billion times lighter and I'll emerge with all my life crap together but that's not super realistic and it goes against that first instruction to let go of that anticipation and expectation. It also feels sometimes like you're not achieving anything which in our world that's so focused on output and productivity like that kind of almost feels like a sin and even my way of reconciling with that is problematic I suppose like well self-care can make me feel more productive overall when really this isn't for productivity it's just about existing. I feel like my brain is really very dodgy at shutting up and just letting this whole process pass without intellectualizing it but I think it gets easier as you sit with the discomfort of I'm not doing this right or you know kind of just trying to get over those negative self-talk moments and returning to just thinking about the basic human functions. I don't think mindfulness is the absolute key that will solve all of your problems overnight and I think personally as someone with mental health issues like many listeners I'm sure like I've been pretty skeptical of mindfulness when it's presented as that catch-all solution but if you go in knowing it won't be a quick fix and it won't necessarily feel comfortable and it will take practice and time and obviously for some people you will need numerous other tools whether that's therapy or medication or other professional services I think that allows you to go into this practice with a more realistic, less judgmental expectation. It sort of takes pressure off the mindfulness practice. Saying that, after blurting out all these thoughts, which kind of feels like the exact opposite of the point of mindfulness, I do think the process helped me slightly to get out of my head, ever so slightly, Um, But I'm excited to practice it more and to quieten the thoughts that I find buzzing around my head, even if it's just for, you know, five minutes. I'm certainly not perfect or particularly skilled at this at the moment, but, you know, that's fine. And I'm sure there's some of you out there who are feeling pretty similar. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to learning and hopefully growing over the next couple of weeks. How can I improve my mindfulness practice and how can I more deeply experience the benefits of mindfulness? To be really mindful is to really be alive. Mindfulness, like life, is a journey. It's a journey home. To quote the ancient Greek poet Homer, the journey is the thing. And to quote the not quite so ancient English playwright and poet William Shakespeare, The play is the thing. What then is the thing and what is the play? What is our substance or signal or essence? What's really important in our life and what isn't? As with anything, as with any journey, mindfulness can have its ups and downs, its hits and its misses and its near misses. The real thing about, the real essence of any journey is that we just need to keep going on it until we get to where we're going. We need to keep practicing mindfulness regularly and wholeheartedly 
even and especially when we don't think that we want to, to get its full benefits. Our will needs to be even stronger than our won't. We also need to keep recognising and overcoming the barriers that keep getting in the way of our mindfulness practice and its life-changing possibilities. You can give peace of mind a chance by continuing with your formal and informal mindfulness practices and see where they take you. Try being scientific, being objective and just observing whether the formal and informal mindfulness practices that we started last week and which we will continue this week actually help you. You might find that you become less stressed or better able to cope when things go wrong or you think they have gone wrong or maybe they will help you study more effectively or make your food taste better. The formal mindfulness practice that you were introduced to last week was being aware of your breath and senses without reaction. And the formal mindfulness practice that you will be introduced to this week is going through your body without reaction. The informal mindfulness practices that you were introduced to last week were really listening to people and really connecting with whatever you're doing and pausing between activities. This week's informal mindfulness practices are mindful eating and not trying to focus on more than one thing at a time. The next time that you eat anything or drink anything, do it mindfully, really smell it, really feel it, really taste it. What does it taste like? Does something that you eat or drink mindfully taste better than something that you eat or drink mindlessly, such as when you are also doing something else? We might think that we can successfully do many things at once, but we can't. Just try really giving attention to one thing at a time including what you are eating and who you are talking to, and see what happens. Mindfulness practices only work when we practice them, regularly and wholeheartedly. Just give peace of mind a real chance and see what really happens. The next thing that you need to do or not do to really practice mindfulness and to allow it to really help you improve your life is to recognise what's getting in its way. Maybe your mind keeps telling you that you don't have time to be timeless or that you have something better to do than experience real peace and life fulfilment and connection with other people and with yourself. You don't need to get on those thought trains that take us to our ideas of the future and the past, but never to where we really are, here and now and fully present and alive. Practicing mindfulness means being fully aware, fully accepting of whatever we are aware of, and able to direct our awareness rather than have it distracted by our thoughts. We can practice mindfulness right here and right now, always, by fully connecting with whoever we are talking to, or with whatever we are working on or doing, now. You mentioned that mindfulness can help us discover who we really are. How can it do that? And how can knowing who we really are help us be more mindful? That's an important question. Ancient Greeks once went on ancient pilgrimages to see the ancient Delphi Oracle in the Temple of Apollo to ask her their important life questions. 
This is pretty much what modern people do when we go to a modern oracle, a therapist or a consultant or a self-help expert. We all want answers. Douglas Adams observed in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that we are all looking for the answer. Yet what we really need is the question. What's our great question? Who am I, really? Are we our stream of unconsciousness, our thoughts that go on endlessly because they go in circles? Or are we more or less than that? Are we our roles that we play, such as I am, a student, or a teacher, or a cyclist, or a walker, or a lover? What if my life situation, my role, changes? What if I stop being something and start being something else? What am I then? Am I my thoughts? Am I my body? What if my thoughts change, which they constantly do? Or my body changes, as it constantly does? What am I then? Are we more than we think we are? The Delphi Oracle, or Oracles, gave a lot of people a lot of good life advice over the thousand or so years that she or they operated. Yet maybe the best advice that she or they gave anyone was what was inscribed on the temple's entrance. Know thyself. This wasn't a polite suggestion or a hint. This was a commandment. Mindfulness can help us know who we really are rather than who we think we are. Because when we are mindful, we experience life more deeply than at the level of our ever-changing thoughts and emotions. We experience ourselves as human beings and not as human doings. Mindfulness practice allows us to experience the natural peace and stillness of what's deep within us that doesn't change, that is what we really are. This is what Buddhists call nirvana or enlightenment or being fully awake and what Christians call the kingdom of heaven within and what Hindus call oneness with the all or the, the universal and what the psychologist philosopher Abraham Maslow called self-actualization. When we let go of everything else, we experience our essence as it is and just let it be. Can mindfulness help us live well, even with really great life challenges, like getting really sick or losing our job, losing a relationship, or having to live with the loss of freedom? Yes. To be really free, we need to be free of our thoughts, including our thoughts about how bad life is. Life isn't bad or good, it's just life. What happens in our lives doesn't make us suffer. What we allow our minds to construct out of what happens in our lives is really what makes us suffer. This is the essence of cognitive behavioural therapy, which helps people realise that it's not really what happens to us that makes us miserable or stressed. It's what we think about it, the intervening variable of how we perceive what's happened and react to it and think about it. We actually have the power and the freedom to respond to life consciously rather than react to it unconsciously. The early cognitive behavioural therapist, Stoic philosopher and Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius said some great stuff like, 
your mind will take on the character of its most frequent thoughts. Souls are dyed by thoughts. Things of themselves cannot touch the soul at all. Mindfulness can help us realise that we are more than our thoughts and other people's thoughts. Because when we are mindful, we are experiencing who we really are, connected, peaceful and free. This is another mindfulness practice, a formal mindfulness practice, and this is called the body scan. This is actually a a mind, body and heart scan, a mindfulness practice that you can practice regularly and wholeheartedly that will help you experience mindfulness and its real-life benefits. Sit comfortably with your head supported by your spine and close your eyes. Let go of any ideas or expectations or judgments for now. Now feel your feet. Really feel them. Feel the sensations. Don't look for sensations or describe them or imagine them. Just feel them as they are here and now. Don't judge the sensations or the lack of sensations or prefer some to others. Just feel whatever you feel. Now moving your awareness from the feet to the lower legs, scanning the lower legs. If thoughts come, let them come, then let them go. Then bring your awareness back to your body. Now moving your awareness from the lower legs to the knees and the upper legs. If any thoughts come, let them come, let them go, and bring the awareness back to the body, really feeling the sensations, allowing the sensations to come and to go without comment or labelling or judging. Don't think about your body, experience it. Fully connect with the body, fully allow whatever is taking place to take place without reaction. Now move your awareness from your upper legs to the lower parts of the trunk of the body, 
and just connecting with whatever sensations are actually taking place here and now. Now moving the awareness to the stomach area of the body, moving all around this part of the body. It doesn't matter what the sensations are, allow them to be as they are. The sensations might be subtle or they might be gross sensations, it doesn't matter. Just allow them to be as they are. Moving the awareness now to the lower parts of the back, scanning all around this part of the body, feeling the sensations at the surface of the body and also deep within the body, really connecting with the body, really allowing the sensations to arise and to pass away without reaction, without comment, without expectation. Now moving the awareness to the upper part of the back, scanning all of this part of the body without expectation or reaction. Feeling every sensation, doesn't matter what the sensation is, and feeling every part of this part of the body, scanning all of this part of the body. Now moving the awareness to the chest area of the body, scanning all of this part of the body, surface and deep, subtle sensations, gross sensations, any sensations. moving the awareness deeply into the chest area of the body. Be aware of the heart. Be aware of the beating of the heart. No matter how subtle, And be aware of the space between the beats of the heart.
Now feeling any energies, any patterns of energies, feeling emotions. And allowing these energies to come and to go, to arise and to pass away, like thoughts, like breaths, like sensations, without comment, without judging, without reaction. Be aware of the source of these energies. Be aware of a feeling of love. It's unlimited, impersonal. Just allowing this experience, this connection. just resting in this awareness. Now moving the awareness to the shoulders, feeling whatever sensations are there here and now, allowing them to rise and pass away. Being aware that all sensations arise and to pass away. Moving the awareness down from the shoulders to the upper arms, elbows, lower arms. hands and fingers. Now moving the awareness to the throat, feeling all around this part of the body. And from the throat to the jaw, feeling whatever sensations, it doesn't matter what the sensations are. If there's any part of the body that you can't feel any sensations on, just stay with this part of the body for a few seconds without effort. Just allow the sensations to be. And moving now from the throat and the jaw to the face. Scanning all around the face, the eyes, the nose, the lips, the mouth, the cheeks, and the chin. 
Just be aware of the bodily sensations without labelling or reacting. Just allow. Now moving the awareness to the back of the neck, be fully aware of the back of the neck, scanning this part of the body. And from the back of the neck, moving to the back of the head, being fully aware of this part of the body. from the back of the head, moving the awareness to the sides of the head. To the front of the head. to the top of the head. Now be aware of the whole body. Be aware of any energies. And just rest in this awareness for a few moments. And when you're ready, slowly, easily, naturally, returning the awareness to the room. And when you're ready, slowly, easily and naturally opening the eyes. So this is the practice of mindfulness. This is a practice that can be practiced regularly and wholeheartedly. This ends the podcast. Farewell. A Walk on the Wise Side is a University of Melbourne podcast. Dr. Stephen McKenzie is our host. Production by Sylvie Van Wall. With audio engineering and editing by Arch Cuthbertson. Our student guest is Lucy Williams. Music from Lee Rosavia. You can find more great audio series wherever you get your podcasts or by going to unimelb.edu.au. As someone living in the country, I feel really lucky 
being surrounded by possibly more nature than anyone in the city is. Anyway, I'm just going to visit the pigs. Hello. Hello, my babies. Hello. Oh, aren't you beautiful? Now they've just climbed all over me and I'm covered in mud. But, you know, they're cute little things. Can you oink? Oink? Oink for the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm covered in mud.